This morning, I'd like to title my sermon as Set a Pillar, Build an Altar, and Pitch a Tent. Can you say that with me? Set a Pillar, Build an Altar, and Pitch a Tent. So I just want to give a quick introduction to my sermon this morning. We all remember Abraham and we know Isaac. And Isaac, as we know, Isaac is the father of Esau and... Are you awake with me this morning? Isaac is the father of Esau and Jacob. And as Isaac was getting aged and he was about to die, before he dies, he wanted to bless Esau because he is the older son. So Isaac asked Esau to go out to the field and hunt game and prepare a savory food so that he will enjoy the food and bless Esau. So that was a plan. That, that's, what, that's what was in mind of Isaac. Who heard this? Rebecca heard this, what Isaac told to Jacob, uh, Esau. So Rebecca, she planned a trick. She wanted that blessing to go to whom? To Jacob. And she, you know, played a game there. So uh, when Esau went out for hunting, Rebecca asked Jacob to get two goats from the flock. So as Jacob brought the uh, two goats, she prepared very good food with that goat, two goats, and covered Jacob's body with goat skin because Esau was a hairy person. So she covered Jacob with the goat skin. And now, with the food, Jacob is standing in front of Isaac. And Isaac is asking, is it my son Esau? And Jacob said, yes. He lied there, right? Liar. So he said yes. And again, you know, he was confirming by asking questions over and over again. And finally, he tasted the food and the food was very tasty. And he blessed Jacob instead of Esau. So Jacob received all the blessing that's supposed to come to Esau. Now when Esau came back, Isaac realized that he did a mistake. And he felt so bad. But the blessing is already gone to Jacob. Now nothing that he could bless him with. All that he could say, say is, Esau, you will serve your brother Jacob. And Esau was so upset, and Esau got so mad at Jacob. And Rebekah realized that Esau is about to kill Jacob. And moment Rebekah realized that, he called Jacob, come on Jacob. And he gave another trick, another idea. You don't stay here. If you stay here, Esau is going to kill you. And, but you go to my brother's house, Laban's house. And you stay there. Until his wrath, his wrath comes down, you stay there and I will let you know when to come back. And Jacob started that journey. Bible says Jacob went to a place called Luz on his way. And it was too late in the night. And he took a stone and he kept that stone as a pillar. And while sleeping, Jacob saw a dream. What did he see? Dream. He saw a dream. And what kind of dream it was? He saw an angel, sorry, he saw a ladder kept, you know, which is connecting earth and the heaven. And angels were ascending and descending on the ladder. And he also saw Lord God speaking to him. And he blessed again. God again blessed Jacob there. 
A man who told a couple of times lie to his father. Now who is blessing him? God is blessing him. God is blessing a liar. At times we don't understand, right? The way God works. The way God does things. At times we don't understand. And Jacob was very happy. He had a peaceful sleep. You can imagine if you keep pillow, if you're as torn as a pillow, your sleep is going to be really good. And Jacob had a very pleasant sleep. And he got up early in the morning. And he looked around and there is nobody. And when he got up, this is what did he did. This is what is important. He set up the stone as a pillar. And this morning we are talking about setting a pillar, building an altar, and pitching a tent. And he set it as a pillar, and this is what he did. He poured oil over that stone, and he called the name of the place Bethel. The place was originally known as Luz, and now he changed the name, and he called the name of the place as Bethel. And now Jacob made a vow to God. And we read that from Genesis 28. Can you turn your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 28, verses 18 to 22. Genesis 28, verse 18. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it. And listen to this. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city had been lust previously. Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going and give me bread to eat. Because remember, he is going to an unknown place. He is going to Laban's house. And nobody is sure what he's going to get there. And this is what he's praying. Lord, if you give me bread to eat. And if you give me clothing to put on. Verse 21. So that I come back to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set as a pillar. Shall be God's house. And of all that you give me. I will surely give a tenth to you. And here Jacob is setting a pillar, setting the stone as a pillar. And then he is going to build an altar and then he is going to pitch a tent. So we read from Genesis chapter, chapter 28 verses 18 to 22. Bible says Jacob set that stone as a pillar. You know, Jacob realized the morning when he got up, he realized God is with him. God is with him. He realized the blessings that God is about to bring forth in his life because he's, sorry, Isaac blessed him. And now, who blessed? God Almighty also blessed him. So he realized the blessings that are going to come on his way. And he got up early in the morning. And not only that, God gave him a good sleep in that night. He protected him in that wilderness. He gave a dream and he spoke to him. And he was setting that stone up early in the morning. What Jacob was doing is this. He was leaving a mark there so that the place will be remembered forever. Listen to me this morning. He was leaving a mark there in that place. That's what is the setting of the stone as a pillar. And he was also making a vow to God. If you bring me back safe and sound, this place is going to be the house of God. This place is going to be the house of God. The message to you this morning is this. 
You know, Jacob would have just left that place without doing anything. But he was not doing that. He got up early in the morning. And he set up something in that place that will remain in that place as a memory, as a legacy. You know, God is asking each one of us to do this this morning. You know, you know, when you think about heritage, heritage is something that we can inherit from our parents. But legacy is something we can leave for our generation. And what Jacob is doing here is he's setting up the stone as a memory so that when he comes back, it is going to be the house of God. It is going to be the house of God. You know, when God brings you to the place. I want you to imagine the place where Jacob was at that morning. When God brings you to that place, he wants you to do something that will be remembered. That, 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 that the work that you have done will be remembered even when you leave out of that place. You know, Jacob did not stay there because he knew that that place is a temporary station. You know, Jacob is not going to remain there because he's on the way to Laban's house. That was clear, there is no doubt. But he knew that it is a temporary place. But Jacob was also not really thinking about Laban's house. But he was doing what he's supposed to do at that moment. Because God Almighty was speaking to him. God was dealing with him. God was blessing him in that place. He did something there that was nothing but setting up the stone as a pillar. That's what he could do. That's what he could do. And this morning, the question I want to ask you is, what is the stone that you are setting up in the place where we are? You know, God has brought us to this nation. Some of us believe that this is not going to be the temporary place. Some of us are on the move. The moment our PNP is sanctioned, we want to move from Halifax. The moment our PR is sanctioned, we want to move from Halifax. That's true. I mean, that's true. Because you don't have a job. You, you know, sometimes you may not find a job. You may not find uh, comfortable. You may not have people. I mean, that's a, that's a fact. I'm, I'm not blaming you. I'm just telling the fact. That's true. I don't have any problem because the government doesn't have any problem, right? So, 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 so but you know, you know what? Jacob was in the same situation. I mean, this morning that word speaks to me. That speaks to all of us. Because Jacob was in the same situation. He was on the way to Laban's house. Who brought him to Halifax? He was on the way to Laban's house. But he, this is a temporary station. You know, some of our lives, that happened. You know, I used to think back and, you know, and see the way we have gone. You know, when we used to say that the house that we are staying is the ninth house after our marriage. We moved nine times. And then Dan said, if you're moving now, I'm not going to come. You go wherever you want. Some of us are very fascinated about moving, right? Jacob was. He stayed there, but he knew very well that's not the place that he is going to be. But you know what? What he did, he was not thinking about Laban's house, but he was trying to set up a pillar so that the place will be remembered. You know, this morning, I believe God is speaking to us through this simple illustration. You know, as Jacob was not thinking about Laban's house when he was in the wilderness, in Bethel, but he was trying to do what he's supposed to do there. You know, this is a spiritual insight that you and I need to get as we live on this earth. You know, God is 
prepared us maybe for something else which we do not know. Because we don't understand. We struggle to understand the will of God, the desire of God. But what is true is, God has put me, time being, in a place. All of us are time being in that place. So in the place where we are, what can I do for God? You know, that should be our attitude. That should be our desire. And Jacob was very clever and very clear on his way. And I just want to say a couple of spiritual insights. Do you see four elements here? Number one, the stone. Number two, the pillar. Number three, the house of God. And number four, oil. Do you remember? Can one of you say that? What are the four elements? Number one. Number two. Pillar. Good. Number three. House of God. Good. Number four. Oil. Shall we say that again? Stone. Pillar. House of God. And oil. Stone refers to whom? Jesus Christ. Stone refers to Jesus Christ. The cornerstone. The solid foundation on whom we stand today. And Bible also says, Peter also says, you are the living stones. Who are the living stones? We are the living stones. Each one of us is a stone. First Peter chapter 2 verse 5 says, you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house. Very beautiful scripture. A holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. You know, what a beautiful scripture it is. Who are those priesthood? We, all of us are priests in the New Testament. First Peter 2, 5, let's read that again. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices. We don't kill animals, but we give spiritual sacrifices. We praise God, we worship God, we pray to God, acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, the stone, the pillar. Pillar refers to the materials that support God's building. God's house. You know, he was setting the stone as a pillar because he is putting the first pillar for the house of God. Pillar also refers to the house of God. The pillar of God's building. Supporting the work of God. You know, God has brought us to this temporary, maybe temporary place or permanent, who knows. To support the work of God and to stand as a pillar. To stand as a pillar to support the work of God. Jacob was doing that. Spirit of God was telling to the church in Philadelphia. The seven churches of the, uh, the book of Revelation. He says in chapter 3 verse 12. He who come overcomes. He is talking to the church in Philadelphia. And this is what the spirit of God says. He who, he who overcomes. I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. You know God wants us to be the pillar in the work of God. You know, sometimes we withdraw, we go backward, but God wants us to give and give our shoulder, put the weight on me, I will carry the work of God. I will carry the heaviness of God. No matter what comes, I will do it. I will do it. Sleepless nights, you know, whatever it comes, I will do it. You know, God expects that kind of attitude. Jacob was right there, setting the stone as a pillar. House of God, third one. House of God is a God's dream, God's desire. To build a temple for God. You know, that's where God mingles with human. That happens in the house of God. When we come in the presence of God, when we worship Him, that's where the mingling of the divine and the humanity happens in the house of God. It is the desire of God. It is the heart of God. 
Jacob was right there in the will of God, center of the will of God, the oil. The oil is a, you know, it's a type of God reaching man. If you remember when Jesus was caught up into the heaven after his resurrection, Spirit of God was poured upon us. Now, Spirit of God is a means of God reaching the divine, reaching the human. Spirit of God. And Jacob had all these four elements with him. Let's move further. But Jacob did something before he left. And through what Jacob did, God could connect with the heart of man. Because the house of God, he put the pillar there and he poured oil over that. That means God is connecting with human. He did his job and he left. Genesis chapter 35, we are going to read that scripture. Jacob is about to build an altar now. First thing, he set up a stone. And now he's about to build an altar. Genesis chapter 35, 1 through 7. Genesis chapter 35. Let's quickly read that scripture. Genesis chapter 35, verse 1. Then God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there and make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. I will tell you the timeline, time frame. And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him. How come it is? Jacob came all alone. Now his household and all, everybody along with him, put away the foreign gods. You know, in between what happened. Jacob and uh, you know, some of the family members, they all went to, went became foreign gods. Foreign gods that are among you, purify yourselves and change your garments. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel and I will make an altar there to God. Who answered me in the day of my distress. And has been with me in the way which I have gone. Was for so they gave Jacob all the foreign gods which were in their hands. And the earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree which was by Shechem. Verse 5. And they journeyed and the terror of God was upon the cities and were all around them. And they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, the same place. That is Bethel which is in the land of Canaan, he and all the people who were with him, and he built an altar there and called the place El Bethel. El refers to God. It's a God, God's house or house of God, because their God appeared to him when he fled from the face of his brother. Now Jacob was setting a stone as a pillar. Listen to me. Now Jacob is building an altar in Genesis 28, that's what Jacob did. Because the place will be remembered. That's what we need to do when we leave from this place. We need to do something for God in the place where God is placing us so that the place will be remembered. The place will be remembered. And that's what Jacob did in Genesis 28. And he also made a vow to God, remember? If you keep me safe, if you bring me back, if you give me food to eat, if you give me cloth to wear, this place will be the house of God. And now God remembered that covenant. You know, because Genesis uh, chapter 35, if you can turn with me, you know, to Genesis chapter 35, verse 1, Bible says, um, uh, just, uh, let, let's read Genesis chapter 35, verse 1. Then God said to, then, uh, verse 1, then God said to Jacob, 
arise and go go there and to Bethel and dwell there and make an altar there to God. And God is saying, you go and make an altar to me. God is reminding Jacob because Jacob made that vow with God. You remember? Jacob made that covenant with God. And now God remembers that. Now God remembers that covenant. And listen to me. But now in verse, in chapter 35. 28 to 35. Now 35, Jacob is willing to come back to build the altar. How many years passed by? And if you do a little bit of calculation there, approximately around 30 years have gone by. 30 years. Jacob went to Laban's house. For seven years he worked for Leah. Second seven years he worked for? The deceiver got deceived. The cheater got cheated. The liar was, you know, told a lie. Right? So instead of Rachel, he got Leah. And then he got Rachel. And again, Laban made him to work for how many? Another approximately around six years. Six or seven years. Right? So that came around 20 years. Then he left to escape from Laban, but he did not come back to his father's house. He went to a place called Sukkoth. And there he dwelt. He bought a house there. And he dwelt there. And from there he moved to Shechem. And you know, they brought all the godly and ungodly things, you know, along with them. Because by the time the generation multiplied, they got married to you know, um, Leah and Rachel. When Isaac, sorry, Joseph was six years, they left from that place, from Laban's house. But God was faithful. He remembered the covenant. Now this is interesting. Listen to me. You know, God remembers what Jacob did. And God asked Jacob to go back and build an altar. You know, listen to this. At times, God brings us back to the place where God revealed himself. Listen to this. God, at times, even if we leave, God brings us back to the place where God revealed, God revealed himself to us. When we are thankful to God for what he has done. You know, when we do something that will remember our existence in that place, God brings us back. 30 years before, think about Jacob. Jacob came to the city called Luz because he was afraid of his brother. He was come running, coming and running to that place because at any moment Esau would kill him. Jacob came to that city with nothing in his hand. Probably a backpack and a sleeping bag. Backpack and a sleeping bag. That's how Jacob came to that place. I want you to think about the way you came to this nation. How many suitcases? Just two? One and a half? Two? Remember those old days? How you managed your cooking? And I had one electric stove and one pot. That's it. That's good enough. Jacob came to that city with nothing in his hand. He was so fearful because he was not knowing where to go, where he is heading to. He just came to that place all alone. But now, not just one wife. How many? Four. I know only two, but then there may be more. There are more. 
Okay, let's not go there now. So he got more now. He's coming as a big family now, right? God blessed him. God blessed him. And he brought him to the same place. God brought him to the same place now. Listen to this. If you invest your life into something for God while you are there in your place, in that place, God will bring you back to see the reward of your hard work, of your investment in that place. You know, that's the reason wherever we go, we need to serve God. We need to serve God. You know, not, not, the place may not be permanent for us, but we need to serve God. Because when you do that, God will bring you back to that place to show the reward of your hard work in that place. You know, I remember when we were in the United States, 10 to 11 years back, we were part of a small group there. And the moment we went there, we saw there is a great need of building this as a church. You know, they were having fellowship, not a church. And there was a pastor. He was a man of God, well-talented man of God. And we, were became, we both were became him to start a church. You are a pastor. You cannot run a fellowship. You need to start a church. And we were helping him, you know, every Sundays to put the church in together and helping him, helping him, helping him, pouring ourselves into that ministry. And around eight, nine years later, when I went back to see, it's a big church now. And they bought their own building. And God blessed them with many people. You know, when we invest in a temporary location where we are, when we invest in the kingdom of God, you know, God will bring us back to see the reward. Many days later, Jacob was brought to that location. And when Jacob came here 30 years later, he's going to build an altar. Build an altar. You know, building an altar is not easy. Setting up a stone is easy. But building an altar is not easy. And remember, pillar is made for remembrance, but altar is made for sacrifice. Pillar is made for remembrance, but altar is made for sacrifice. And you know, altar is a place where praise will happen. Prayer will happen. Worship will happen. Altar is a place where human lives are sacrificed spiritually. Sacrificed. And the whole thing is given to death. And the new things are going to come up. It all happened in the place, of, in the place known as altar. In the house of God. And 30 years before he was setting a pillar. Now after 30 years he is building an altar and this morning, I want you to think about what is the stone that you are setting up? What is the altar that you are building? God wants us to work in the kingdom of God. God wants us to do something for the kingdom of God. Finally, before we close, let's read from Genesis chapter 35, verse 21. Genesis chapter 35, verse 21. Then Israel, Jacob, refers to Jacob. Then Jacob journeyed and pitched his tent beyond the tower of Eder. So Jacob set a stone as a pillar. Jacob built an altar. And now what is he doing? He is pitching a tent. The tent refers to two things. Listen to me. Tent refers to two things. Number one, tent speaks of detachment. Can you say detachment? That means separation. Tent speaks of separation. You know, we make tent to separate ourselves. You know, when we are living, for example, in the wilderness, when we live in the wilderness, you know, we put a tent. Like when you go for camping, we put a tent there, right? So when you put a tent there, what will you do? What will happen? We 
live in the tent. We want to, you know, separate ourselves from the surroundings. That's why we make a tent. So when we make a tent, we make sure that nothing else enters into the tent because that's where we are going to sleep. So tent refers to separation. So when we take a, make a tent, how do you make a tent? We put a boundary, right? And we put a tent peg, the pins at the four corner, and we put the strap, and over that we cover that with the tent cover or a tarp. That's how we make a tent. So when we make a tent, the tent refers to a place where your family, or you are living alone there in the tent, you are separated from the rest. So tent is a literal separation. A child of God, listen to me, is called to live a separated life from the world. A child of God is called to live a separated life. I want to read this. I can go in the end, chapter 6, verse 17. Paul writes, therefore, come out from among them and be separate. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. You know, God is calling us to have a separated life. Jesus, in fact, this is what Jesus said. If you know, you are not of the world. Can you listen to me? Jesus said, you are not of the world. And if we're of the world, the world would allow its own. But the world is hating because you are not of the world. You know, here comes a challenge. God is asking us to love everybody. As children of God, we are living in this world. So we are living in the midst of ungodly people. Certainly they are ungodly. They are not serving God. They are serving the idols. They are ungodly. There is no doubt about it. Do not doubt that. You know, people who are worshipping idols, they are ungodly people. Can you say that with me? Ungodly? They are ungodly people. There is no doubt about it. People are good, but they are not doing following God's ways. We need to be clear on that. And we are living in the midst of ungodly people. But we need to love them. We cannot hate them. But at the same time, we need to define our boundaries. Did you listen to me? Now many times we have questions. How do we deal with it? I need to love them. You cannot love their worship. You cannot love their idols. But you can love them as an individual. But you need to know their, your boundaries. You know, you know what is your restriction. What you can do. What you cannot do. But we certainly we need to love them and show the love of God to them. And a tent helps there. Tend is a separated life. Let's read from 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. Do not love the world or the things of this world. If anyone loves this world, the love of the Father is not in him. So certainly you and I cannot love the world. We cannot love the world. We cannot love the worldly things. We cannot love the possessions of this world. If anyone loves this world, the love of the Father is not in him. In a verse is very clear. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. It is of the world. So 10 speaks of separation or detachment. Number two, with this I will close. 10 speaks of the nature of life on this earth. The nature of life on this earth. In Bethel, Jacob did not build a house. Do you remember, remember that? But Jacob, all that he did was he just set up a pillar. And then now he comes back, a place very near to Bethel, near the Tower of Eden. He did not build a house there, but he built a tent. It tells about the nature of our life on this earth. The life on this earth is temporary. 
Listen to me. Bible says in 1 John 2, 17, and the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. The world that we are living today is temporary. No, much how much, no matter how much we try, we cannot retain the position on this earth. When we die, nothing is going to come with us. We need to leave everything behind. Nothing we can take along with us. No matter what we do, no matter how big we are, how, 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 how you know, blessed we are, we cannot take anything along with us. Matthew 6, 19 and 20, Jesus said, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. You know, Jesus is telling us very clearly, the world is temporary. The life that we are living on this earth is temporary. And God wants us to realize, and God wants us to live a life as if we are living a temporary life. A tent. That's what a tent makes. Means. I remember the words of a missionary by name, C.T. Stead. An England cricket player. Who was born in England. Spent his life as a missionary in China, in India, and in Africa, and eventually he died in Africa. My name's C.T. Stead. And this is what he's told, listen to this. He said, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for, for Christ will last. You know, we have only one life. Whatever we do, it's not going to say because the life is going to pass very quickly, very quickly, very quickly. People are just gone, just like that, very quickly. But what we do for Christ is going to remain forever. That's what Jacob did exactly. He put a tent there and he was not residing there. He put a tent because he knew that life on this earth is very temporary. To summarize what we learned today. Remember Jacob set up a stone and that we will remember what God has done in his life. And the question that we need to ask is, what is that stone that I am setting up today as I am living in this place? You know, one thing that is true is God has brought us to this place. That's true. But then there is a reason why God has brought us to this place. Even if you are on the move, before we move to another location, there is a purpose of God in our lives in this place. And we need to be just behind this. Jacob was not really thinking about Laban's house. He was thinking about the work of God in his life at that moment. Let's not worry about our future. Let's worry about what we can do for God in this place. The legacy that we want to leave in this place. When we leave from this place, when we come back later, later years after, we want to see the reward of the investment that we made in this place. You know, that's the plan of God. That's the will of God. And God is calling us to live a life that is totally separated, isolated from the world because we cannot belong to this world. We cannot love this world. But at the same time, we need to love people with knowing our boundaries and our limitations. And life on this earth is very, very temporary. And only one life. And that life is going to pass very soon. And what we do for God is going to remain forever. Shall we all stand for a moment?